Hey, Acme Army family, wanted to talk to you about your health and your wellness in your life. Is it a priority? Well, it should be. I want you guys to go check out tuliptreegardensco.com and see what they can do to help improve your lifestyle. I tell you what, I have been using their CBD products for over a year now, and my wife and I both rely on them daily. First things first, you want to get the products that you can rely on because the people that are growing, producing, manufacturing your products care about your health and your wellness as much as they do their own. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. Check them out today. Support those that support the podcast. Victory Sunday, kind of a rare one, but we'll take it. Who goes and parties up like crazy on a Saturday night in preparations for a Victory Sunday? I mean, good thing churches are all online right now because uh, that made our Sunday a whole lot easier this morning in the Kleinsmith household there, Heggy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> what, what are we feeling after this game? A 24-16 victory over the Carolina Panthers, and uh, we came out hot, and then we chilled out a little bit. And then some people got angry on Twitter. So uh, how you doing up in the Northwoods? Well, I'm delighted that we're sitting here with 11, 11 wins and controlling our own destiny. Uh, we're looking at a huge game uh, with Tennessee this, this week. And going to get to see some good football this afternoon that has all sorts of implications on, uh, on the postseason. Uh, so pretty well excited. Yeah. Uh, you uh, couldn't have said it any better. Uh, the Packers came out hot. Uh, three touchdowns on the first three drives. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we lose uh, Jamal Williams. And uh, no next man up with uh, with A.J. Dillon. Kind of wondered about that. Um, and just a, a complete change in, uh, in game philosophy yeah. uh, in how the game was being called or how the game was being changed at the line of scrimmage. Um, kind of disappointing. This is a team we should have put away. But two things have to say right off the top uh, because I hit him so hard all the time. Uh, got to give a, got to give a big shout to, uh, to Mr. Petten. You know, anytime you hold an NFL team to 16 points, uh, you deserve credit uh, without a doubt. I don't like him playing Kirksey as much. Um, you know, a dude got run over by a running back on a touchdown run again. Yeah. Let's get into that a little later because we got a lot yeah. of linebacker talk to go. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you, man. I thought Petten did. Listen, any time that you hold the running backs to what we held their running backs to, it was, you know, they didn't have 100 yards. Mike Davis is a good running back. Does that benefit us going into this week against Tennessee? I hope so. I hope some of that rubs off, you know, um, because we got a monster coming into town. That's a big – That's a Yeah, we do. And I'll tell you one of the – oops, sorry. I was just going to say one of the things that I wrote down um, uh, right off the top – uh, is how nice it was to see 51, 52, and 54 on the field at the same time. Yeah. Unfortunately, a little bit too much 58 for, for my taste. Yep. But um, yep. and, and, and tell you what, it's going to be all hands on deck because there isn't a more talented, brutal running back uh, in, this, uh, in the league than we're going to see uh, come in prime to play 
yeah. uh, Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, before we get into the Carolina preview, let's give a couple shout-outs because uh, J.J. Leahy was a banger of a guest on Monday. And, you know, our, our, our piece about Michael Douglas with Peter Jones – was uh, one of the best pieces that we've uh, we've done, Eric, and uh, really really proud of that piece. But then uh, we had ARD on on Thursday night for a bonus episode that has uh, been uh, hitting the charts. You know, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers doppelganger on Twitter, uh, hilarious, still riling him up even today, uh, even this morning. But uh, you know, having all those guests and us, you know, having a little focus on this game, we we forgot to give our predictions. <clears throat> And with that, we need to get into it real quick before we go any further and get our reviews because our predictions that we texted to one another were what? What did you text me last night? I believe my prediction was 38, 18, 20, 38 to 20 was the text, Uh, just for the record. Yes. And my prediction back to you was 31, 16. I know. A, a much better prediction. You deserve credit for yeah, it. I, I believe that is the second time this year that your prediction has been better. And I want to pat you on the back thank, for that. Thank you, because I invested <laughs> the brain power into that whole thing. But listen, 16 points. W- what we were talking about, our defense is was not the problem this game. No. Our defense, I loved what we saw from uh, really all aspects of it. I love to see Rashard Gary, Preston Smith. Z at the end got his sack, but the pressure and where he's lining up all over, it's just you can see the problems that it poses to to offensive lines. I it was a fun defensive effort to watch. What was your take on the on the line? Uh absolutely. We didn't get much in the way of numbers uh from, from Kiki, but two solid quarterback hits mm-hmm. uh in prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did get a sack. He did get a sack, right? I don't think he got a sack, but he got two quarterback hits. Okay, but I I, I could be wrong. Right. I could be wrong on that. Um, I I liked uh, I liked the uh, a lot of what Preston Smith did uh, on on Bridgewater's fourth down. You know, fourth and nine, mm-hmm. ten yard run. Um, he got blown up uh, as bad as as you can. Um, yeah, and that that hurt. There was no edge, and yeah. it, it allowed uh, Bridgewater that big fourth and nine um, kind of play that. Uh, um, you know, as we've talked about before, um, ho- hopefully uh, uh, Gary wasn't uh, nicked up too badly at the end of the game. I know he went down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but uh, Preston Smith did play active, made some nice plays, had a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I liked the effort all the way around. I, I thought our uh, secondary performed magnificently mm-hmm. with, with the exception you know and, and, and you know hey, nobody's perfect you know football is a game there's another team that's got 16 coaches or 20 coaches that are planning to play against us and uh, you know from from that perspective it was a very solid game didn't like uh, some of kevin king yesterday man oh man uh, was he whiffing hot and cold with that guy you know you get you get some uh, big whiffs on there you get some missed coverages and then you make a couple of, uh you know good plays uh, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, it was uh, it was a solid defensive performance. Yeah. That's the kind of defense that can uh, win games for you. Uh, however, you got to have uh, the uh, the continuity on offense. Yeah. And uh, I guess I look at that as you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, if if uh, if you've got a game plan where that you're dominating, why go away from it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought from a defensive perspective, everything was looking. Uh, 
you know, like it was firing. The, that secondary that we got right now, Eric, is it's as, as good as we've ever had. Uh, Shannon Sullivan is he's he was active yesterday. He had that interception that didn't count, um, but he and was a strip. Yeah, but he was tackling. Darnell Savage, man, we banged on him so hard, and I just can't. I, I'm going to apologize to him every game he shows up like this because six for uh, six tackles. Um, you know, you know, uh, a guy who is just—he's so fast and he's in every play, banging on somebody or trying to disrupt. He's not afraid to hit at his size. He's really showing up. But Kevin King was disappointing. He still had six tackles. How many did he miss? Yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like comparing him to, to to Kamal Martin. You know, Kamal Martin's stats. You know, he's he's in he's in a total of four tackles. How many did he miss? You know. I had written in our in my notes here one of the t- one of the worst games that I've seen Kamal Martin play because he w- he looked reckless. He looked like he was really, you know, on a uh, he was his volume was at eleven, you know, and he was just ripping through everything with reckless abandon. I don't know. What was your take? Yeah, well, you know, we, we've talked about this, uh, you know, in terms of of uh, wanting to ride more with a more mistake prone. Uh, player uh, in in uh, Kamal Martin rather than than Christian Kirksey, yeah. um, and, and that's what you get, mm-hmm. and that's what you know. I, one of the things that I wrote down uh, <laughs> yesterday is Kamal Martin is going to seriously hurt somebody. Um, he he is he, that that's that's a rookie, mm-hmm. and that's a guy who's looking to establish himself and to make plays, and he will learn and he will tone it down. But I mean, he was he was. He was this far from yeah. a couple of huge plays, and in the backfield, he has right, and he has the ability to put himself in a position to make those misses. Mm-hmm. Kirksey can't get to where he's getting to make the mistake, so that's that's why I'm I, I'm so <clears throat> delighted about the uh, Chris Barnes also with with some huge plays. You know the the uh, fumble uh, caused at the goal yeah. line by him was huge. Yep. Uh, he's flying all over the place. <laughs> that's right, right. You know. Play the you game know, is what like, I have noted. Boom. You know, you and I have talked for years, uh, years about the uh, the ineffectual uh, uh, stock that we have at inside linebacker. I think it looks pretty damn good now. Yeah, I'm great. really excited. It looks great. And that and that in turn allows Petten to maybe uh, be more comfortable yeah. with some more combinations there. And I think that that's nothing but good news for the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to remind uh, – my 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 Twitter enemy out there. I'm not going to mention your name, but you loved Patrick Queen, and you rode me for so long. <laughs> and look at what happened right now. We got two rookies, not just one, two rookies. They're amazing right now. Listen to me, Christian Kirksey on on Teddy Bridgewater's touchdown run. Again, Kirksey nine tackles, five solo. I get it. He didn't move. I mean Bridgewater. It was like uh, it was like he just ran right around him. And for our guy that we thought had the fantastic lateral sideline to sideline speed, nothing moving there, man. It was it was tough to see. That was that was tough to see. So I'm ready for the experiment uh, of Kirksey to be over, and see what these rookies can do because we can see that rookies on both sides of the ball have some impact. You know, uh, Carolina's got a set of rookies on their defense that. Our offense found out, especially in that second half, when they changed up some things that there's a lot of potential in rookies out there and what they can do to impact the team. 
Well, and let me just let me just add on to that. Uh, if we take care of business here um, and and secure home field advantage, which is a really huge huge thing, the week off to get healthy is huge. But but being able to play at home uh, in in cold weather is a huge advantage. And as we as Packer fans are well aware of, yes, Green Bay has been extremely effective passing the ball in cold weather. Most teams aren't, which means emphasis on the run game and the cold and that's where those guys are going to come in real real handy uh because we're going to have to stack a little bit more than we do dime's not going to cut it at lambo uh in january yeah no it's not not at all um let's move over into that second half because the the first half kind of notes i could roll right into the second half because most of the notes that i had outside of you know some, some great plays that we saw in our offense we had great consistent run uh, Jones broke it off early in the game instead of late. But, you know, you see what we have in this guy. Gosh, do we resign him, Eric? Do we resign him? Well, you know, we talked in the last, uh, the last uh, episode about the change in agents, meaning that he's likely to make a deal. And, of course, now, uh, <laughs> now he brings 145 yards and a touchdown mm. to the table. <sighs> it's getting more expensive by the minute. It's, it's just, I, well, it's, it's not going to exceed the, the, the cap that's already established. Nobody's going to pay for a running back what they paid for Christian McCaffrey again, especially with the no. cap going down. I can just envision. I mean, Dylan's was a was an eighteen yard pop that he got out there. I can imagine a Jones and him because uh, we're not going to be able to. Jamal is going to get paid somewhere, but Aaron Jones is just, he he is. just he's a different different dude, different dude. Our offense is different when he's on there. Uh, but some of the things that I had from an offensive perspective, Lazard played a great game. Again, solid. Number two, we missed out on Devontae. What happened there? Uh, well, uh, lateral. I, what I wrote down is it seemed like in the second half that the defense, and we have to give a shout-out to this young, extremely impressive Bangers, defense man. in Carolina. Mm-hmm. How much we enabled them to look that good is, is a different conversation. Uh, but it seemed to me like they were baiting Rodgers into throwing the lateral and then having two guys you know, playing back taking that, you know, if we're going to let Devontae Adams beat us, he's going to catch the ball at the line of scrimmage or behind, not down the field, uh, which it was a very, very smart uh, on their part mm-hmm. because we took the bait time and time again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Lazard, solid. You know, uh, we, we talk about uh, our wide receivers blocking. Uh, the man is mm-hmm. insane. I got to say, though, the one that, that third down throw, right into the hands at the sideline. Mm-hmm. Great route, great throw. Got to make that mm-hmm. catch. Yeah. Got to make that catch. <clears throat> uh, it's, and, you know, you're standing, yeah. looking, yeah. two I, hands. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, are you being a little hard on our boy right now? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he is a – putting it all out there. But, yeah, I mean, we wish everybody was perfect. Here's what I'll tell, tell you about what I saw from that, that – Panthers defense was number one we've talked about Brian Burns for quite a while and how much we liked Brian Burns coming into the draft what he can do pass rush the guy is fast man he is everything is advertised only getting better but holy cow 
You want to talk about the future of an interior defensive lineman? Is I mean, Derek Brown, man, out of Auburn, is a monster. He was the seventh pick. I mean, what a tandem they got right now. That's exactly what we have with Kenny Clark, and you know, hopefully with Rashawn. Hopefully, it's that comparable, uh, 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 you know, interior outside rush. But he can do it all. There's no question. He was pounding, pounding on Billy. He was pounding on 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 Wagner when he when he went against him. He just None of those guys could really hold him up well. He was he he took a lot of manpower every. Well, and I think I think he got Patrick twice, twice for sacks. Yep, yep, he did. Um, That's what I. And you know that we we, you and I talked about this before uh, about you know Kenny Clark needs a running mate on the inside. Yeah, and you know that is one of the few positions. You know we talked earlier today and and Jefferson in Minnesota uh, coming out and playing at a at an all-pro level at wide receiver as a rookie doesn't happen very often never happens with the kind of offense that we run in green bay but a defensive line monster yeah. is somebody that you can plug and play yeah and and boy having a having a guy like that to play with kenny clark mm-hmm. that also frees up Petten considerably to, to maybe call a game um a little bit more aggressively yeah but yeah no those those that uh, was it five rookies or six rookies starting on that defense yeah. and, and they shut down the Green Bay Packers in the second half. Well, yeah, Jeremy Chin is uh, – yeah. everybody's talked about Jeremy Chin. You don't know what uh, – uh, let's talk about what Aaron Nagler has talked about and Peter Bukowski and, uh, you know, you know J.J. Leahy and uh, all the guys that have talked about what Jeremy Chin is. Well, we saw it last night. Man – He's the only one that you could say, oh, wow, well, maybe uh, maybe, maybe in the draft we could have got him instead of whatever combination of players that we got because he was impact from the get. I mean, getting uh, he made the, 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 the touchdown-saving tackle early on on Devontae, was not afraid to, to, to blast up 10 yards and nail uh, Aaron Jones. He was everywhere exciting player. So, uh, Carolina, you guys got a future on your defense. No question. No no question about it. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. What was your feeling going into that fourth quarter, though? I mean, we saw field goals get picked up or kicked off. We saw Carolina uh, make a nice big play. We saw DJ Moore uh, damn near uncoverable for uh, the last four receptions he had. I mean. Have you seen a better catch yeah, this no. year than what DJ Moore did. I mean, that was that's absolutely incredible. He is a he's also just a tr- tremendous player mm-hmm. um, who's going to be around uh, and make a noise for a long time. Uh, Bridgewater uh, played okay. Uh, is he, he the future? Of, I thought he was going to. Yeah, is he the future QB for him? If you're Carolina, are you going for a, a quarterback in this draft? I think you have to. Right. Uh, he's 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 old and injured. I think you have to, but but you know, having a guy that can can play like him on your team, yeah, and as a mentor, yeah, you got a few years, but you know, at least in Green Bay, we like to season our quarterbacks yeah. a little bit, yeah, little paprika. <laughs> um, yeah, I just have notes on, on DJ Moore. He was unstoppable. Brian Burns again with a sack, but we. Oh, you know what? Let me let me go back and actually yeah. address the question that okay. you answer, you asked about the fourth quarter. Um, so I think after 16 yards and a couple three and outs in the third quarter, um, I, I wanted to know what happened to our offense, uh, you know, our, our running offense. We went away with it. Um, mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur, excuse me, yeah, Matt LaFleur referred to after the game, uh, he had two, called too many run solutions. 
and upon uh, research, run solutions is his term for plays that Rodgers can change at the line of scrimmage. And that I found to be uh, oh. yeah, well, a little bit, uh, little bit snippy. Um, but we've had on the offensive line, in the secondary, on the defensive line, at wide receiver, everywhere we've employed a next man up kind of philosophy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things I wrote down very early in the game is how blessed we are to have uh, Aaron Jones uh, and Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. And, and Jamal Williams comes out of the game. And now, granted, Jamal Williams has a catch rate, something like 87 percent. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't think we could expect that from A.J. Dillon. Um, but we certainly can uh, expect him to step in and run the football. And we really didn't. We, w- once Jamal Williams went down, we went to a one-back offense after you know marching down the field three times for touchdowns. Yeah. I, I, I wondered in going into the fourth quarter why why we were going away from that. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote, you know, in in that first quarter, how how uh, how much we really need to sit back and appreciate having a player like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got that 40th touchdown, mm-hmm. put him in the league by himself. Now he's the only NFL quarterback in history with mm-hmm. three. 40 touchdown seasons, and he's got two games to go. Uh, that was impressive. We put the ball in his hands, and for some reason, uh, against a stacked, I mean, they really stacked uh, the, the line in the second half. It seems to me that there should have been open receivers. I didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that he is – well, that's that I, I found to be surprising because I thought there would be, number one, more players – and I thought, number two, there would be more seasons, just the way that we've seen offenses in the last 10, 13 years. So I thought that was a little surprising. So sure, but what about all you naysayers out there, huh? Where are all you naysayers who thought Aaron Rodgers was washed up this offseason, huh? What about all you naysayers out there who were saying Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be able to take this team Anywhere close to the playoffs, 13-3 and three was a fluke. Where you at, guys? Where you at? Ugh. <laughs> um, well, and if, you were, if we're going to talk Aaron Rodgers just for a second, I also need to point out, uh, while I'm wearing Mr. Favre today, yeah. and, and, I, and I mean no disrespect to him, this is more about Aaron Rodgers, but both Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre had the Green Bay Packers draft a quarterback in the first round. And they've gone in considerably different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Favre threw 20 touchdowns and 29 interceptions, or roughly one-third of the interceptions in Aaron Rodgers' 13-year career in one year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has come back and lit it up. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers ain't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, he's not going anywhere. Uh, you watch the youth that his legs still show. And usually that's one of the first things to go. You start getting quarterbacks 36, 37. You know, they're going to be able to throw the ball until they're an old man. But it's being able to run. And Rodgers the last two weeks has demonstrated that he still has it for picking up first downs or for rushing touchdowns, which, of course, brings up for you Tom Brady fans that in seven more seasons of playing in the NFL, Tom Brady with 25 rushing touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers in seven less seasons checks in with 30. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, we talked about it on Monday's show with JJ that we need to enjoy what we're seeing right now. 
I don't know what the controversy would be speculating uh, that you're trying to start on this, the Fastest Rising uh, podcast in Packer Nation. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll catch on. We'll just keep saying it. Uh, but uh, I think that Rodgers and, and LaFleur, the play calling, what it was, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't think there's any drama there. I just think that the, we have to give credit to what the Panthers did in I just, I just think the talent on that defense is more than what they've been giving. These, this team has lost most of their games this year by just a few points. So they're on the cusp of being out there, of breaking it. They're, you know, new coach, first year. Yeah, we were supposed to handle them. I thought we did in the first half. I thought defensively, though, we handled them. I thought from a special team standpoint, huh? I thought J.K. Scott's day was as perfect as a punter could be, you know? I mean, what he was doing with that ball, the control, it reminded me, you know, of just, you know, what he is. He is the modern-day Kleinschmitter, you know what I mean? Like, he, what he does with control, <laughs> being able to put it in inside that 10, he, you know, there was no outkicking the coverage. There was, there was, there was great hang time, and, uh, and there was no big run back. So I thought... He did everything he could this week. Special teams, what is your feeling on special teams? Because we, we took them to the cleaners last week. Well, I think that, uh, first of all, I just don't like seeing J.K. Scott punting six times. Just not used to that. Uh, so, anyways, he did everything that he possibly could have. He had a great day. Um, and, you know, we rip uh, Menenga on coverage, and rightly so. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, we, we talked about uh, – guys like Kamal Morton, uh, Randy Ramsey. Um, these guys are going down there, and, and they're, they're gambling. Yeah. You know, they're gambling for the huge plate, and, and that's not on the coach. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to be able to throttle back a little bit and make the play. They both uh, yesterday had special teams uh, kind of gaps. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, I, I don't like taking the uh, – putting them back on a leash. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, I really like uh, – I like the attitude – that they're going at it with the technique will improve they're, they're rookies mm -hmm. but i like the i like letting the dogs go uh, yeah. in every facet of the game yeah well i think uh i think we walk away from this game and we feel good about ourselves uh to some degree i think we feel a whole lot better about our defense uh, i do i think yes. that the weapons that they had on there dj Moore, man is no joke curtis samuel whatever you're gonna say he's a buckeye the guy is a player uh you know why we have Christian Kirksey uh, on him during our prevent uh, defense, go uh, covering Samuel. I don't know <laughs> why. Glad glad he he missed that throw because that could have been a touchdown. But defensively, we got to be happy. We have to be happy with what we have with Barnes. We have to be happy with what we got with Kamal. Uh, but Kingsley Kiki, he just gets better every week, Eric. I mean. It, he, he's the one guy we've talked about and you've talked about specifically for so long that's actually coming to fruition. You know, we, we put so much hopes and dreams in some of these defensive linemen, and he looks like he could be what we're hoping to have next to Clark um, because I don't think we're having Montrevious back, you know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, agreed. But uh, one, one last little thing on the on the uh, Rodgers LaFleur run solutions, changing plays at the line – uh, drama that we're creating. Yeah, um, stirred up. The, the, well, the the one thing that uh, 
you know, and I don't know if it was it was if it was Rogers wanting to get Devonte Adams more involved in the game, which is understandable mm-hmm. because he's a game changer. Yeah, I, I get that. But the, the problem that I had with it was when you go away from the run game so dramatically, mm-hmm. you you really you you leave the RPO ineffective. You you kind of remove that, and that's been such a huge uh, huge weapon for us yeah. when they have to respect the run. The passing game is so much more successful. Mm-hmm. Rodgers is rewriting NFL records in RPO this year. He's so far ahead of the rest of the league, it's not funny. And that just kind of goes away um, when you're not running the ball. Um, I think we had six rushes in the first four, 19 plays, six rushes in the first four drives of the second half. Not enough. Not enough. And it was working. Um, yeah. I get, you know, and, and what I wrote down is, did, did Carolina make second half adjustments mm-hmm. or did we that change the momentum? Mm-hmm. I, well, I think, yeah, I mean, of course, of course, I think that, well, I think we gave it we all, all that we could on defense. Again, offensively, I don't know why you'd move away from that run the way we did. But, again, we're, we got a quarterback who thinks he can make every pass, and I'm with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with it, man. I'll, I'll go with yep. that, and that happens. We're going to hit We're gonna hit some of these, and, and, and at, at that point where – they're like, all right, they're in a position where they have to pass. We're rushing. And, I mean, we had pressure in the second half. We haven't seen three and outs like that. But I'd rather learn this now than learn this in the playoffs. And we've seen it a couple times this year. Some people are out there going, when is this lesson going to be learned? I, I believe it's going to be learned well. But, uh, you know. You know, Mike Pettin's defense. Mike Pettin's defense is designed to protect 21-3 to lead. That's a defense, and that's the right call. Yeah. The problem wasn't the defense. The problem, the, 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 the reason why we didn't blow them out was because of what we didn't do on offense, yeah. not what we didn't do on defense. Yeah. That's, you know, when you get out to a big lead, Mike Pettin's defense is the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's how you do it. Yeah, well, Force them to pass the ball and get after them. I, I just can't wait because uh, for, for the next podcast, you know, we, we, I just, I, I, it's about time. We get into a little all twenty-two film and look at what is happening with our guards right now. Because Lucas Patrick did not have his best game. He's not having his best games over on the left side, is he? No. Uh, uh, Billy Turner at right guard and Wagner out there. I don't know if that might be the best. I'd like to see Runyon come back. I'd like to see what happens there. But it's going to be worth something to take a look at the all twenty-two this week when that comes out and see where they fit in. Because just compiling the last couple games, I, I you know I, I'm not a huge fan of this lineup so since nope. since it is the sixth time this year that we've had an offensive line make it through the entire game yeah. there's a lot of mismatch yeah you know we'll we'll, 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 we'll remind the folks out there that uh, it was runyon who was set to make his first start in the philadelphia yep. game and because of fletcher cox yep. and the matchup that fletcher cox had issues with with billy turner's why we slid him in there mm-hmm. why we stuck with that um i don't know either um but uh, maybe things are going to change yeah. uh, when, when uh, a young studded group like we saw yesterday. Yeah, uh, We'll see. be very interesting to see how they line up next week. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, I appreciate everybody out there listening to us. We have uh, had one heck of a week, and this was a great way to wrap it up on a Saturday evening for a game and come back on here and give you guys the feedback on a Sunday. We'll be back later on this week. It's going to be a little crazy here with Christmas coming up here. The holidays are always a little bonkers for everybody, so we appreciate you guys downloading, listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, 
everywhere you can find a podcast, Google Podcasts, YouTube. We're on Facebook at Ask Acme Army. And don't forget Twitter, Acme underscore Army. Everybody, so much fun. Can't wait to see you guys here on Monday, Tuesday. We're going to have a little history piece with Peter Jones before the holidays so you guys can enjoy that. And with that, Victory Sunday. Eric, take us out. Well, I got a couple more things to throw in here. Uh, one, uh, it would be negligent of us not to mention that Bob Tunyon's 10th touchdown now ties him with the all-time record for touchdown catches in a season for a Green Bay Packer. Two games to go. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to own that record by himself. And second of all, while we are primarily a Green Bay Packer podcast, we are all huge Badgers fans. And I would just like to point out that for the 16th time in the last 17 games, Paul Bunyan's axe belongs to the Badgers. <laughs> now, this is after last year when the Golden Gophers tied Green Bay for the Western Division Championship. However, uh, the tiebreak went to Wisconsin based on the 21-point beatdown we did on them in Minneapolis. <laughs> Yet their coach still elected to give his players Western Division Championship rings. Mm. Yeah, sorry, not going to work. <laughs> when it comes to basketball, how about yesterday? UW blows out Louisville by 40. Wow. Absolute dominance. Um, things are looking up in Wisconsin, and, and that brings me to the Christmas spirit. And Christmas is about a time when you extend the hand, and you say thank yous, and you invite people to share with you. And this, this makes me think of our new and, and very dear friend, the ARD. It's like, brother, you're here with the pack. Come join the Badgers. You deserve better. <laughs> And with that, I would like to say, everybody, have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you um, at an undetermined date in the very near future. And go Pack Go! That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chaplain. No jazz, it'll shoo-wee-dwee.